Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is Joe with the Cotton Club crew coming to you this rainy and foggy evening in the heartland of the South Plains. The 806 in Lubbock, Texas, going to talk to you today about the game that was on Saturday. BYU, Texas Tech, a tell of two halves, another step for the Grant McCaslin group to make headway in the Big 12, or we still at this recording are still at the top of the Big 12 standings. Just going to talk about this basketball game. As, as like I said, it was a tell of two halves there. BYU coming out, swinging early on in this game. Everything seemed to be falling for the Cougars. And then the Red Raiders weathered the storm as they have in some of these closer games. And we'll just pretty much break it down. Uh, not a whole, whole lot to go over. Um, BYU coming into this game with the record of 14 and three. Texas Tech also coming into this game with a record of 14 and three. Two teams on the rise, a team in BYU who, by all accounts, loves the three ball. Loves, loves, loves the three ball. With our interview with um, Locked On Cougars earlier in the week when we t- were previewing this game, they were going to put up 35 plus plus three-point attempts on the on the game. They ended up going for 39 attempts in this game, knocking down 13 of them. We'll get into some of those stats, what we liked, what I liked, what I didn't like, 
things to grow on and just the resiliency and the fight that this Texas Tech basketball team has. So just to start off the first half, this is kind of the tell of two halves. First half, BYU was shooting an incredible 54% from the field, 50% beyond the arc, and then they had two of three free throws, which is kind of irrelevant at this point in time. But everything was falling. They were getting shots. They were rebounding the ball. They were pretty much had – they were having their way with this Texas Tech group, and and they looked defeated. They looked like they were lost at times. Um, a lot of these shots that the Cougars were taking were uncontested off of screens. They're big men's between Khalifa and and Foose. They got a lot of, of time there. And I believe Khalifa had, it seemed more like he had more assists than this, but he had three assists on the game, but he kind of seemed like he was in the right place at the right time for either a rebound, for an assist, making a play at the rim, you know, things like that. And it was it was it was BYU's half. BYU owned the first half versus the Red Raiders, and it sh- it showed on the scoreboard. I mean, going up at half at um, forty eight to thirty two, sixteen point lead, huge huge deficit for the Red Raiders, the biggest of this year going into the half, and it just seemed like we couldn't get anything right. We couldn't. We couldn't make a bucket. We couldn't get a stop. There just nothing was going right for us in the first half. And then adjustments, a, I don't know what Coach McCaslin may or may have not said during halftime, but whatever him and his coaching staff said at halftime obviously came out and, and then Pop Isaacs. Just, I mean, just, just Pop Isaacs. Um, Pop Isaacs took over the game in the second half. And we'll also touch base on some of that stuff. Um, but man, I know I'm kind of rambling and stuff like that. But if you're if you're looking at it, if you haven't seen the game, if you were there, if you just caught up to some of the stats, this game was all over the place, just like I am right now. And my apologies to all of that. And I'll get on point here in a second. But it, it was a game of everything. The huge, huge crowd here in Lubbock here at the at the United Supermarkets Arena. Everybody was hyped. Excuse me, another big, big matchup in the Big 12. And this is, I mean, another, another bona fide fist fight. Just an absolute fist fight. Just back and forth. Um, more of BYU's way in the first half as as opposed to Texas Tech. But then Texas Tech came back in the second half and just, you know started landing our own shots so let's just kind of go into this thing they were making their shots in the first half making plays they were getting an offensive rebounds they were just like i said they they had this red raider defense and all all over the place they they were not fighting through screens essentially we were just being out toughened and that's that's kind of what doomed this team in the first half um, BYU came out, they were ready to go. They came and hit us in the mouth and they continued continually kept hitting Texas tech in the mouth and just being the more physical team almost with kind of similarities to what Villanova did to us earlier on this year. They just kind of bullied us down low. They had some bigger bigs down there playing and they were just kind of having their way with us. And then 
we weren't being sound defensively. We were not being physical at all. It was just, it was all BYU's first half. You know, there was times there where you, it looked like tech was about to make a run. You get a steal, you get a quick shot, you make a quick bucket and then BYU weathering the storm and was able to take that lead into the half with sound passing the ball. They were making open shots they were getting offensive rebounds for second chance opportunities. Everything that could have went right for the Cougars in the first half went right. And everything that went wrong for the Red Raiders essentially went wrong in that first half of basketball play. It was just, it was just, it was a tell of two halves. I can't say that enough. And we'll kind of get into more of that as we go along. And then let's just kind of just jump into it. The first half was all BYU, and then the second half was going to be all Texas Tech with the Pop Isaac show starting. It was one of those things that you just you just didn't want to take your eyes off the screen. Pop Isaacs was doing doing work. He went off. He was on fire. He was the guy from N- NBA Jam. He's on fire. He was... Uh, similarities. I don't know if this was exactly like that game um, Buddy Heald had a few years back whenever um, Oklahoma took on Kansas at the fall where Buddy Heald just kind of went off in that game. I think he had somewhere north of 30 points in that game as well. And Pop ends this game with 32 points on his own. And given everything that's kind of surrounded Pop Isaacs over the last few weeks heading into Big 12 play, because that's when the um, lawsuit or the civil lawsuit came out, you know, Pop Isaacs, as you know, embraced everything around it. His teammates have embraced everything around him. And this coaching staff has embraced everything and focused around him. And he's done nothing but be clutch and be heroic in a sense in how he's been playing just out of his mind, almost averaging 20 points a game in the Big 12, knowing that the Big 12 is the the best conference in NCAA right now, that goes a long way. He's number one, you know, you more than Dickinson, more than McCuller, you know, more than Absmus in for Texas. There, I mean, there's so much great talent in the Big 12, and our guy Pop Isaacs is leading the way in scoring in the Big 12 this year. So. It's it, it's a true testament to this coaching staff, the team around around this around this university to have bought in to Coach McCaslin's system so early. I I've spent some time with him in the earlier part of this season, and I I've said multiple times I said this team could potentially shock some folks if they get on the right run because they had the right coaching staff they had the right players here culture guys guys that want to be here who have the team mentality it's not you know it's it's about everybody everybody in that building contributes in some way shape or form and you're seeing it on the court and the fight that this basketball team is unreal um it's it's great to see, and I, I fully think that Texas Tech is just taking advantage, growing on everything that they they know and what they've learned from this summer on, 
and it's showing on the basketball court, you know, going into games, game six against Oklahoma this upcoming weekend. Texas Tech is sitting at four and one, top of the Big 12. And, and they're going into Norman, who is playing the Longhorns this evening. And so hopefully we'll see what happens with that game down or in the next couple of days. Um, we'll also talk about that whenever we get into our preview for the Oklahoma game. But it's another heavyweight fight. You're going to have a top 15 Oklahoma Sooner team that you're going to have to go on the road to in Norman, which isn't necessarily not an easy place to play at as well. Um, their coach, great. But we'll also touch base on that, you know, in our preview show, so I won't get in too much to that. It's just the dogfight that is the Big 12. Uh, it is an absolute gauntlet. It is an absolute buzzsaw. Any night, any of the tops could come down. You know, the the highest ranked team in the nation isn't even in first place in their own conference. And those things don't happen very often and it's happening now. So these things that are going on with the big 12 just shows you how deep this, this conference is. You don't get an off week. You don't get an off week. Everybody from top to bottom can beat anybody on any given Tuesday or Saturday, whatever game, whatever day they do play. It's just that competitive across the board. So for this Texas Tech team to be sitting at four and one right now is huge. Pop Isaacs playing out of his mind. Warren Washington playing great. Joe Toussaint didn't play great in this game, but he made the plays whenever they counted. Um, Chance McMillan, another 30 minutes off of the bench. Very, very productive. 14 points. And these guys, like I said, it's just uh, it's just their bond that they have have together. They've grown as the years progressed, and they're just getting stronger and stronger. Now, now, when I say that, does it mean that hey, Joe, are these are you going to call or dab these guys Big Twelve champions? No, I'm not going to go that far of a reach. But this coaching staff and this team has the makings to make a run has the makings to surprise a lot of folks. And, you know, with a favorable home schedule, as long as they could take care of business at home and then maybe squeeze out another one or two road victories, yeah, it's it's possible. I'm not going to say it's a done deal because we know exactly what the Big 12 is from the standpoint of how strong it is. So one thing that Texas Tech has done over – the course of the the Big 12, they've been able to limit their turnovers. This is also goes to coaching staff and how everything that Coach McCaslin and his staff preach fundamentals to these guys, they just do not hurt themselves. They, I mean, on the game, six total turnovers. That's ridiculous in the Big 12, knowing how some of these defenses play. It's it's. Anywhere sub-15, sub-12 per night in the Big 12, you consider yourself, you know, taking care of the ball very well. And Tech is under well underneath that. They had six turnovers. I think they have less than 30 turnovers on the season in the Big 12 in five games. So that's about six turnovers a game, which we're not giving away these, these 
cheap baskets going the other way. We're not giving them another opportunity to score. Just this Texas Tech team is taking care of the ball, doing all the fundamentally things sound. And this is what happens when you do these things. You, you are competitive. You stay competitive in every ball game that you're in. Now, it doesn't necessarily help sometimes whenever you can't buy a bucket, but that's basketball. Basketball's tough. So it comes in waves. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's great. In the first half, Texas Tech shot 30, 35% from the field. Second half, 63% from the field and almost 70% from beyond the arc, shooting six of nine. And there were two other looks in there that then those three pointers that Tech could have easily gone eight for nine in that in that half, but this team is just doing all of the the small things right. Obviously, the turnovers and taking care of the ball, no silly fouls. You're not fouling. You're not guys getting into huge huge foul trouble. You know. These things are the makings of a good basketball team and even a better coaching staff. And we have that, and it's just going to get better. It's just going to get better. So we'll see exactly what happens in the next couple of games. We go on the road the next couple of, of games at Oklahoma, at TCU. A lot of basketball to be played. and. We're going to be here for it. We are going to be here for it. As excited as you can be about this Texas Tech basketball team, you should be because they are well-coached. They are well-rounded. They play together. It's a family, a total family atmosphere. It's just this is the, the kind of teams you wish your university to have. And for Grandma McCaslin and company, for them to have this kind of success so early on is, is amazing to see as a Texas Tech fan. But if you've ever had a chance to hear Coach McCaslin talk, see his staff coach, this guy just wins he, everywhere. We've said it. It's been said nationally around different media outlets that Coach McCaslin just wins and his record in – College basketball reflects that. Now, am I going to say that we're going to be competing for Big 12 titles in the near future? Oh, yeah, hell yeah, we are. Once we start getting some of the, the pieces here, either via the transfer portal or via high school recruits. But the core is there. The core is there. And I can't, I can't stress enough how great it is to see the arena filled up for these guys because they deserve it. Um, after the stuff that's kind of happened over the last three seasons, which is well documented from Chris Beard to Mark Adams, you know, this is stuff you could kind of just, you could finally close the book on those chapters of Texas tech basketball. We have great play from our guys, from our transfers, Darren Williams, Warren Washington, Joe Toussaint, Chance McMillan, Kerwin is not technically a transfer. I mean, I know last year was his first year with us, but, you know, he's seen more playing time. So we'll just call him a transfer because he wasn't a part of the original group. And then we have Pop Isaacs, Robert Jennings, and Lamar Washington filling out this, this rotation for Grandma McCaslin that have been getting the job done. 
four out of five times in the Big 12. And that's a huge, huge feat to do. Obviously, there's still a lot of basketball to be played, a lot of home games to be played. So Texas Tech has all the opportunities to make a run in this thing. And and we'll see what happens when we start winning some of these ball games to where we could end up in the NCAA tournament, which is ultimate goal here. Is Coach McCaslin, you know, potentially the coach of the year for the Big 12? I would say he's, his name should be brought up there in that conversation. Depending on how it goes in the actual in the actual big picture, I would say depending on how far this this team goes, I mean, he could potentially be up there for national coach of the year. It's not far-fetched. I mean, it's a very big possibility if this team makes it into the tournament after the season they had last year, win a couple of games there. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't be in that conversation either. But it all starts with him. It all starts with his coaching staff, and then it all starts with the guys buying in. Fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. Everybody preaches it at any level. These are the things you have to be good at from the start. Fundamentals, dribbling the ball, not turning it over. Also, another fundamental that a lot of people seem to look over is free throws. This team shot 17 of 18 from the charity stripe against the Cougars on Saturday. Thus, I mean, you can't beat that. Tops in the Big 12, top 10 in the nation as a team. This team is just, like I said, doing the fundamentals correct. The other thing is, is the intensity and the changes that are made at halftime. I don't, like I said, I'm not privy to those conversations of what's being said in the locker room, but I know that those adjustments at halftime are massive. And you could see in every single win in the Big 12 thus far, the adjustments made by this coaching staff and the intensity that's been brought up after the half you can't some of that you just can't coach the the adjustments made by this staff are are amazing and spot on they know where to attack a a defense they know where to what to do on the defensive side when they're when they're protecting the rim themselves this is just these adjustments that are being made during halftime are great for this university and then the intensity this goes to the strength and conditioning um, coach there, Coach Drew, and having our guys up to snuff when it comes to the endurance that is necessary to play in the Big 12. And they turned it up another notch on Saturday. It was no clean shots. They were in people's faces. They were making it a hard time for screens to be set. They were fighting through. They weren't giving away a whole lot of easy baskets. Um, Khalifa did have some easier ones there in the second half, just on, on mismatches, which happens in this league, You especially when you play the defense that you play. But at overall intensity in the second half from this Texas Tech team was, was top-notch. You come out with that effort any game, any opponent, any venue, you're going to be in that game. So this this Red Raider team still has a lot, a long way to go. We're here for every single game, every single shot, every 
good, bad, or the other, we'll be here. Round six starts on Saturday with the Sooners and Norman. And we'll see what this Texas Tech team has in store. They've been off for, they'll be, they'll would have had six days, five, six days of rest between games. Then you have the travel day and then you have the game day. So I fully expect this Texas Tech team to be as close to 100% as possible going into Norman. And we're able to watch the, um, an Oklahoma game tonight against the Longhorns to kind of see their weaknesses, where you could attack them at. I believe Tech does have an advantage to exploit some things with this game. And we'll just see what happens during the game itself. So uh, Texas Tech marches on. 15 and 3 on the year, 4 and 1 in the Big 12, sitting atop of the Big 12 right now. And like I said, these these things that Texas Tech is doing, it's just it's phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. You don't want it to stop. You want to continue to see it grow and grow and grow and I think that's what we're in the middle of. We're watching it grow. So we are are moving forward. Man, it's great to be a Red Raider. I can't say it enough. If I was, if my kids weren't here and I wasn't trying to be as loud as them, I would scream it at the top of my lungs. But I just can't do that right now. But I am super excited for this basketball team, this university, everybody who supports this basketball team. Whether you're in Lubbock, Houston, Dallas, Idaho, Iowa, Chicago, Illinois, wherever the hell you may be, and you're a Texas Tech fan, be proud of this basketball team because what they've done on the court is nothing but spectacular. I can I could honestly say I said that we were going to surprise some some folks this year, but I didn't think it was going to be this kind of surprise, which is a a happy surprise for me. And I I would bet a, a lot of you guys out there didn't expect this team to be this well-rounded and this close and this this bond that they've formed and this coaching staff to have taken the steps forward to put some of the bad stuff that's happened behind us finally you know so it's not hanging over our head day by day shot by shot we put them up they go down all i say is i support this team all year round, I support this coaching staff. I support every one of those basketball players. I support everybody on that coaching staff, from managers, graduate assistants, to all the coaching staff. They are they are phenomenal, and then it's showing on the court. Um, Pop Isaacs, Big 12 Player of the Year, as I see it right now. That's me calling it. I don't know what everybody else says, but, I mean, if he keeps playing like this, he, he needs to be in that conversation with all the rest of those guys here in the Big 12. So on to the next. I am going to cut this recording. I am Joe with the Cotton Club crew. Come follow us on Twitter, CottonCC at FSN Fans First Sport Network. You can follow me personally, the TTU Pesidente. Come follow us. Come drop some likes. Come give us a message, what you like, what you don't like. We're here for you guys. We are big time 
Texas Tech fans. We are no expert by the stretch of the imagination, but we do love this university and we do love supporting them and we do love talking about them. So like, subscribe, or follow. Give us a holler. We'll be around. And until the next time, wreck them.